Hello, and welcome to the final episode of Juno's sponsored podcast series with Poets and Quants titled What to Expect in Your First Year of Business School. A little about Juno, we use group buying power to negotiate with lenders to get students the best private interest rates available. You can think of this as student loans with a volume discount. Today, we have three wonderful guests, Kara, Evan, and Nabil. Let's have them introduce themselves. We'll start with you, Kara. Hi, thanks so much for having me. My name is Kara. I'm a second year MBA student at MIT Sloan. Prior to business school, I spent four years working at Fidelity, the last two years of which I was on the private placements team. Fidelity is obviously a well-known public investor, but a little bit less known is that they're pretty active in the private space and were early investors in companies like Facebook and Google. Prior to that, I spent time doing ESG work and helping to build out an ESG framework for Fidelity. So at business school, I've been trying to combine those two interests and have been pursuing sustainable investing opportunities while it's loan. So thanks so much for having me. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kara. Evan, do you want to introduce yourself next? Sounds great. Hi, everyone. Evan Harkins here. I graduated from Wharton in May. Uh, prior to Wharton, I was an Army officer for five years. And before that, I attended undergrad at West Point, where I studied mechanical engineering. And this fall, I'll be heading to McKinsey to their Philadelphia office. Great. Thank you so much. Nabil, how about you? Hey, everyone. I'm Nabil. I'm a dual degree MD MBA student. And I just finished my first year at Yale SOM. Um, prior to Yale, I was in med school. And really, my time there, I noticed that there was a big disconnect between the administration and sort of the physicians on the patient facing side of things. So I decided to get my MBA to sort of combine uh, those two and sort of make a more efficient flow between the administrative bureaucratic side and the patient facing side. Awesome. Thank you so much. Let's jump into our question. So our first question for our guest today is what should incoming students anticipate during orientation and the first couple of weeks of classes? Evan, do you want to start with that question? Sure. Sounds great. Uh, so Wharton has a program called preterm for incoming first year students. It's about two and a half weeks long. And during that period, only first year students are on campus. And so during this, students will attend orientation type workshops, get introduced to the different resources that are available, do a campus tour, as well as attend small group dinners that are sponsored by the school. And then they'll take a class called Management 610. And they do that with their learning team, which is a group of five or six classmates that you'll work with throughout that class, as well as throughout your first semester. So during those two and a half weeks, uh, you're highly encouraged to be in Philadelphia the entire time. And most people do abide by that. So it's a great time to Start making connections, meeting friends, uh, and get into the swing of things at business school. That's great. Anyone else want to chime in? Yeah, I would say a very similar thing from the SOM side of things. You have orientation week, you meet your cohort, meet your learning team, and pretty much you're going to be busy all day, every day, um, whether that's in school or out of school. Um, it's a very fun time, but definitely have a lot on your plate. Yeah, Sloan is super similar in terms of having an orientation one week before classes start. That's extremely busy. We also have pre-function trips, which are kind of pre-orientation trips that are optional, but most people take. And last year, they were all domestic. But this year, I believe they're back to being international trips, which are more of a way to just meet people before getting to orientation. That's great. Sounds like it's a very busy first couple of weeks once you get to campus. Nabil, are you able to speak a little bit about how students should balance classes and recruiting for their summer internship during the fall? Yeah, absolutely. I'll say this first and foremost starts off with what you're interested in recruiting in because each sector has their own different recruiting timeline. 
whether that's banking, consulting, or one of the other buckets. Essentially, if you're going into banking, you're going to start recruiting right off the bat. And there's not really that much balance between uh, classes you're full-time recruiting. And then the other consulting has a, a bit of a laggard schedule where you're going to be more busy prepping in October and November, and then really going after it in December with interviews in January. So the balance really comes with your schedule and your timeline. And you see that some people don't really have any time to commit to classes in the fall, whereas others don't really have time to commit during fall two and later on after that. Anyone else have thoughts on this? Yeah, uh, it works in a similar way at Wharton uh, during quarter one. So that's right after preterm around September 1st to mid-October is a dead period for recruiting. So no recruiters are allowed on campus. So during quarter one, you can just focus on academics and social, um, continue meeting friends. And then once recruiting kicks off around mid-October, if you're doing consulting or banking, you're going to be very focused on that. So a lot of folks who are doing one of those two recruiting paths will take a lighter course load during that second quarter. Whereas those who are doing private equity, startups, tech have more recruiting in the spring. So they're more free in the fall to take more classes. Yeah, it's kind of the similar deal at Sloan. I think the main difference is in the fall, we have core classes that you have to take with a group. So you can't really pick and choose what you're taking in the fall. And um, the core semester is known to be the hardest, most like intensive classes. But you're paired with a group of six to seven people that you do all of your projects with. So balancing classes, a big part of that is leaning on your core teammates who are maybe recruiting more later in the spring to kind of help balance things out if you are spending all of your time recruiting in the fall. Got it. That makes sense. Nabil, how important is classwork during business school? I'd say this is totally dependent on who you are as a person. If you're somebody who loves learning for the sake of learning, then this is the place for you. However, I do think that there are cases where people come into business school already with an internship offer lined up and don't really pay as much attention to classwork. It's more about the interactions and the connections that they make. So it really is what you make of it. You can get as much as you want out of classes. You can also get nothing. But I'd say you're paying a lot of money to get this education. And so you should put your full effort into it. Kara, what are your thoughts on this? I agree. The benefit about being in business school is like unlike undergrad or definitely unlike high school, your grades don't have as much weight. But that being said, you're paying a lot of money to learn different things. So hopefully you can have the flexibility to spend time learning what you want to be learning. But there's a little bit less pressure about whether or not you get an A or an A- minus in a class. There are a lot of benefits though to doing well in school that I think are good to be aware of. If you're interested in scholarship opportunities, those might be only available if you get like a perfect grade point average. So if you're interested in that, definitely paying attention in classes and performing is important. And some fellowships and job offers do look at it, but luckily there's a lot less weight than at other points in life. So it just I see it as a, a benefit that frees you up to be able to learn for the sake of learning rather than learning to get a perfect grade point average. Yeah, I would echo the sentiments of my peers here. At Wharton, there's grade non-disclosure, so students aren't allowed to disclose their grades to employers. So in effect, as long as you're passing your classes, you're fine. 
it gives you some flexibility to take some classes in areas where you might not be very comfortable. So I was an engineering in undergrad and then was an army officer and ended up being a finance major, which is completely out of my comfort zone. But because there was great non-disclosure, I didn't have to worry if there was like a class that was really hard. I could just focus on learning as much as I could in those classes. And then Nabil said some people are maybe using this as a break and they already know they have a return offer from their firm. And so that for those folks, they might not be as focused on classes. That makes sense. Thank you so much all for sharing. Kara, what should students get involved in on campus during their first year? Yeah, it's definitely a very personal decision what you want to get involved in. But the advice I got prior to business school was to try and focus on up to three activities, one being something kind of career oriented, and then one being more social um, and something also more exploratory. I think you can definitely join more than three. And I definitely did if some of them are a lot lower of a lift than others. But it can be overwhelming to join too many activities if you're involved in multiple different conference planning groups or, or vice president of several different clubs. You'll find that there's never enough time in business school. So I do think it's positive to try and think kind of strategically about what you want to get out of different clubs and groups and then try and pick and choose according to what you think you're going to get the most out of. Evan, what are your thoughts on different activities people should join? So there's a few different buckets that you can look at uh, when looking at activities. You have your professional ones, which uh, are going to be like the consulting club, the private equity club, the finance club, things like that. So if you know you're going to recruit for one of those or you're just interested in learning more professionally, then I would join one of those. You have uh, more social clubs, which can range from like the food club, wine club, beer club, things like that. You have affinity groups. Uh, so there's all different countries have a club. There's like an Italian club, a Japan club, uh, pretty much everything you can imagine. And then there's sports clubs. So if you like playing soccer or rugby, hockey, there's almost all of those. So uh, I think like Kara said, it's it's kind of tough to be involved in more than like three or four of these and truly put your heart and time into it. So before you get to school, I would recommend thinking about like what you want to spend your time on and what is important to you and then use that as your kind of North Star throughout the experience to guide how you spend your time because there are only 24 hours in a day and you can fill it up so easily throughout your two years. Yeah, I would absolutely echo that everything that they've said on the business side of things. I would also say that it's super important to take advantage of everything the university has to offer, not just business school. Um, with Yale, you're allowed to take classes with the undergrad, with any of the grad schools. We have plenty of dual degree students and plenty of ways to connect with the med school, the school of the environment, um, undergrads. And so absolutely just take advantage of those because you're at a point in your life where you're never going to be able to experience people who are crafting their expertise in so many different categories. That's some great advice. Thank you. So Evan, can you speak to a little bit about traveling? How much is it a part of business school? How should you prepare or budget for that aspect of business school? Travel is definitely a huge part of the business school experience. I would recommend saving a little money away before school if possible. And then also there are fellowships available. I think at most schools, definitely there was at Wharton. If you're, if you need some extra money to participate in whether it's an official like school event or a class that is in a different country or an unofficial trek with uh, classmates, but definitely a huge part of the experience. And there are really unique opportunities where 
someone will lead a trek who is from that country. And so you'll get access to people, businesses, experiences that otherwise you wouldn't be able to have. So definitely recommend taking advantage of all those opportunities. Is anyone able to put a dollar amount on how much you'd recommend saving for travel? I think it's tough because it really depends on how many trips you want to go on and trips cost anywhere between, I mean, they can be domestic trips, we could, which can be under a thousand, they can range up to like $5,000. So I think I would try and like Evan said, put some money away, try and come up with a budget for how much you want to spend while you're in business school and then try and see where that money can take you and kind of at least have some kind of plan on how much you're willing to to spend what kind of trips. It might inform which trips you want to go on if you care really deeply about going on some of the treks versus trying to do more of a like a work study situation where you're getting it paid for. It just benefits you to have that knowledge going in. But if you can go on one trip or two a year, or you can go on like every single travel experience and that can be like tens of thousands of dollars, but you really don't have to. And you can still get a lot of it if you are going on a couple trips. Any other thoughts on this? Yeah, one of my classmates was able to get round trip flights uh, to Nashville for $38. And other classmates spend a couple grand on a trip to Israel. So it really widely depends on where you're going. And if you're able to, to find a great flight deal, definitely keep all of that in mind. So Kara, starting with you for the final question, any last advice you have for navigating your first year of business school? Um, yeah. So I think when you're going to your first year of business school, it makes sense to have some kind of a plan, what you want to get involved in, what kind of travel opportunities you want. Speak with second years if you can, just to get a sense for what you want to get out of it, but also be a little bit open-minded and flexible if that plan changes. I think a lot of people go with really strong feelings about what they want to get involved in and what they want to pursue. And most often, whether or not people pursue other things, they become interested in areas that they didn't necessarily know about before business school. And that's kind of part of the process. So just kind of being understanding about what you want to get out of it and thoughtful about that, but also open-minded is just the best combination. Thank you so much. Nabil, what's your final advice? I would say definitely explore all of your options, but at the same time, don't get overwhelmed because there's so many things that you could do. Keep a game plan. And if things get overwhelming, it's okay to, to step back and take a minute for yourself and just do you get away from the social or the recruiting aspects of thing and just do what you need to do to keep yourself grounded. Evan, what's your final advice for our listeners? Yes, similar to the others, I would say have an idea of what you want to get out of the experience and then check back in with that every month or two uh, and reevaluate if your plans change, go ahead and change them or think about why you came to school and is what you're doing and how you're spending your time still aligned with that. And then try not to let FOMO get the best of you. There's so many opportunities and it's impossible for one person to do all of it. So just know that there's always going to be another dinner or another networking event or another party. And it's okay to take a night off and relax. It's a long two years, but it does go by fast and it's so much fun. That's great advice. So thank you all so much. Shout out to Nabil, Evan, and Kara for participating in our podcast today. And thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed our podcast, What to Expect in Your First Year of Business School, sponsored by Juno.